Guys, it is such a pleasure again to be with you guys today. And uh, I've got a, a panelist here of awesome dads. We kind of scoped out the whole church and we figured out which are the dads that have never made any parenting mistakes. And these are the candidates right here. So, uh, no, but I want to take some time to just introduce ourselves and, and tell everybody who you are. So, Wayne, we'll start with you. Cool. My name is Wayne Chandler. I've uh, been here for about seven years. I have three wonderful kids, uh, Kylan, who's 22, Isaiah is 11, an angel who's five, and a superwoman of a wife named Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. Well, a lot of you guys may know me, but in case you don't, my name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at NCC. I have been married 23, um, almost going on 24 years. We have eight kids, and I won't name them all, but they're from 36 all the way down to 12 um, is the age range of our kids. And I just wanted to take a moment, yeah, as we um, start to talk here and just acknowledge, um, you know, Father's Day. For some of us, this may be a really exciting time as we remember, you know, great memories that we have of our dads. Or if you're a dad, you know, just great memories that you're building with your family and with your kids. And then for others, it may be difficult. So we also want to acknowledge that of there may be those of you that are here or even worshiping online and you've had a difficult relationship with your dad. And so on this day, um, although for some of us it may be joyful, it also may be difficult. We even have a few families connected here with NCC. And I was just thinking about them this morning and praying. Um, we have a young couple that just lost a baby this week. And so a new dad that just lost um, um, their child. And then also we have... Um, a wife and some kids, and they just unexpectedly lost their husband and a father this week. And so, you know, as great of a celebration this is, we also acknowledge, hey, we're a family. And for some of us, this day may be a little bit difficult. And so whether you're rejoicing or whether it is a little bit more hard today, um, we want to both celebrate with you and then grieve with those of you that this is a struggle and just acknowledge that, that God is present both in the joys and in the difficulties of our life. And so we just acknowledge that today as we begin to talk about fathers and, and the impact of dads on our lives. So after all that, uh, <laughs> my, my name is Joseph. Um, I've been married 16 amazing years to my wonderful wife, Valerie, yeah. who's around here somewhere. If you listen real close, you'll hear like cheering somewhere in the building. Uh, my boys, I did the math back there, 23 and 25. Nice. Yeah. So we've got uh, just a different, uh, I guess, scope of seasons yeah. here, right? Uh, for those of you, I've already introduced myself, but I'm Pastor AC, and I've been married 15 years this year to my awesome wife. She's right up here in the front row. And we've got four amazing kids, all ranging from 13 all the way down to five. That's right. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we were challenging Pastor Aaron to do the push-up thing with all eight of his kids on his back, just like on that video. So when that happens, we'll let you guys know. All right. So the first question we want to tackle this morning is, what is it like to be a dad? Uh, maybe share a funny story that you guys have that came to mind when you saw that question. Oh, you're looking at me? Okay. All right. Funny story. So I was, um, and there's so many, and they all, like, different seasons of fatherhood, right, when they're babies up until they're grown. But I remember this one time, and these guys know I'm always, like, working on something or fixing something, right? And I'm putting up a light fixture up in the ceiling, right? And there's a hole there. And the kids are all in the kitchen. We'd had an issue with critters up in the attic. So I tell them, hey guys, I'm gonna run up here, run some wire, keep an eye on the hole in case something comes through, right? 
So they're all there. They're hanging out in the I kitchen and stuff. I can already see this going bad. Yeah, you know where this is going? Okay, so so we had like, and if you guys are my age, you know like the old school semi-creepy nativity scene that everybody put out in their front yards. Yeah. You know, it was kind of plastic and it would kind of get melty and stuff. So, <laughs> so they're all in the kitchen and they're all playing and stuff. And I take the sheep and I just like put it through the hole in the ceiling, right? And it, it's crazy, but like one of the best memories is hearing my kids screaming in terror. That is awesome. And then, and then like laughing about it. And um, so yeah, that, that's, that's one of my dad's stories. That's hilarious. Cool, mine is about a Nerf gun war that we had. I think Sharon has a picture and there's also a video. Yeah. Um, so this is about, uh, this was 2020, so COVID had just kicked off. This is in April. We're actually celebrating Kylan's birthday and he wanted to do this Nerf gun war. So what you'll see in the video is uh, we're playing capture the flag. Angel is three. And if you guys play Halo, you know sometimes there's a shield that you have. Even when you're shot, you don't feel it. I think somewhere she found this shield because you'll see her get shot after she gets the flag and uh, keeps walking. She should come out from the left here. Uh, she's already gone. Yep. yep. So she'll come from the right now. You'll just see her walking with the flag. Yep, there she is. <laughs> And she's getting shot. You'll see her react. See? See the shoulders go up? So she's walk. She just keeps walking. And uh, she's like, hey, I won this game. So that's probably one of the funniest things that we've had happen in the Chandler house. That's awesome. What, going on to the next question, what would you guys say is one of the hardest things about being a dad? Yeah, I can jump in on this one. You know, as I was reflecting on this, like I said, we, we have eight kids, so I've learned this a lot, is I think it's failures, and here's what I was thinking about is, it is so hard as a dad to see my kids fail, like I want the best for them, and even, you know, some of our kids that are older and have moved out of the house, like there's this tendency, if you're a parent, you may know this, of I want to jump in and rescue and I have to remind myself, hey, they're an adult now, and you know they're responsible for some of those decisions. And so I think seeing some of the struggles that they go through, and all the way from being young kids, you know, now into their older years, like there's that tendency of I want to fix it, I want to rescue, I want to make it better. And so seeing some of the struggles they've gone through, that's been hard. But also my own struggles um, and my own failures, like looking back at my kids and. You know, Micah's here. I'm so pumped to have him and Xandra here this right. morning, right here on the front row. And I think, Micah, you and Josiah were here um, a couple months ago. Maybe it was a little bit further back. And we were on a car ride, and I had to look at both of them and say, hey, I'm sorry. I've messed up as a dad. And I didn't have one specific thought in mind, but more like I've messed up hundreds of times, and I, I need to acknowledge that. And so I think, you know, I've wanted to be good as a dad, like I've wanted to do everything perfect, and I know I haven't. And so just being able to acknowledge that with my kids of, hey, you failed at times, like I failed at times as a dad. But my goal is, hey, let's talk about this so that we can grow. And my prayer is for all of my kids that if God blesses them with the family, that they would not ignore my mistakes, but they would learn from them and kind of build on that foundation of, hey, here's where I messed up, but here's how you can do better. And, you know, Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians 12, 9. He's talking about his relationship with God. But he said, when I actually admit my weaknesses, it's that's when I'm made strong. 
and that Christ's power is strengthened inside of me. And there's a grace there when I admit, hey, I'm broken and I'm flawed. And so I think, you know, as dad's acknowledging that of, hey, we want to be perfect, but we fail at times. And being able to admit that and say, hey, I've messed up and realizing, hey, I need the strength of Christ. So I think seeing my kids fail has been so hard. I want to rescue them and also acknowledging my own failures um, as a parent has been difficult. That's so good. Yeah, I think I think that I'm going to use dad as a ver- dadding, right? I think that it changes. I mean, it changes like with each season, right? Like right when you think you have it, like I got the diaper bag nailed down, right? I've got the formula temperature right down where it needs to be. Then the next thing comes. Yeah. And then it all builds up to like this final boss battle with teenagers, right? <laughs> and and like everything you think you know about your kids changes, like what they like, what they listen to, what they wear, what they say. And you're just like, God, help me. Father, help me. I knew this, I knew this kid like yesterday, and now he's somebody else. And I think it's really important to just focus on that prayer. Focus on God. Put him first. And to lead by example. Like you can't, kids see everything, right? You think they don't see, they see everything. And you might be able to be a certain way in public or in front of people, but I promise you, you're not fooling your kids and you're not fooling your wife. So it's really important to be on your knees for them to see that and for what you're telling them to be scriptural, yeah. you know, not just like, like, you know, the wonder years wisdom, but like legit, real scriptural wisdom. Yeah. And they'll remember it just like they do the bad stuff you do. They'll remember that, that as well. Yeah. That's so good. Man, you guys got some wisdom already. So for me, the thing I struggle with the most or what I say is the hardest is wanting to protect slash control uh, what they do, um, and kind of like what Aaron was saying, it's like it's a fear. Like you want to do the best, you want to be the best, but that protection slash control versus allowing them to make their own mistakes. Um, if you want to try to iron your clothes, or you want well, not iron your clothes. If you want to try and make your food, your eggs, go for it. Like I try to control that instead of just letting him burn his eggs. And so he's not going to learn. They're not going to learn unless they fail. Um, but to be there to help them through that, because there's lessons that can be learned. So as you fail, you learn, then you grow. Yeah. And if you prevent your kids, or if I prevent my kids from failing, then they're not going to grow because they're not learning yeah. from the mistake. And some mistakes are just minor. It's not going to kill anybody. won't even hurt the dog. Yeah. Um, so one of my best friends would tell his kids or tells his kids, he's like, hey, life can teach you better than I can tell you in certain things. I'm not going to let my five-year-old just run across the street, but, hey, during this little thing, you don't want to do what dad says? Okay, go for it. Yeah. And then I'll be there to pick you up. And just praying Psalms 91 over them because ultimately he's their protection, yeah. and uh, he'll cover them in his wings. Yeah, That's, That's so good. good. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, yeah, y'all can clap. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> what, is, what is one of the most important lessons that you've learned in being a dad? Yeah. All right, so one of the most important lessons, and it might be because I've failed real bad at this with the oldest, but I'm, I'm working with the, the other two and mending with the oldest, is that I can't be my child's Holy Spirit. I can't be the Holy Spirit for their life. Um, and a lot of times we try to control or say, hey, you, sh- you can't do this. You can't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't even like that. But, hey, if they've 
chosen Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes over there, and he's the one who's going to comfort them. He's the one who's going to convict them. So you can't be your child's conviction sensor, all right? So they have to understand, and, and it's a growing thing, right? So they grow in this. And so some things that convicted us now didn't convict us five years ago. Um, so I have to allow them to grow in that. And yeah. trying to do that with, with my kids is um, it really causes a lot of frustration. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do the right thing. But then God's like, bro, that's not your job. Yeah. It's really not your job. So just let me handle that, and you just train them up. Like I told you what to do in the Bible. Yeah. So just do that, and I got the rest. And just to kind of... Bounce off of that. I think that for me personally, one of the, if I can just interject, I think that it's just reminding myself that God owns it all, that God has put me to be a steward of my children, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when there are moments, as we all have moments where maybe we get discouraged or we're not doing a good enough job, reminding myself that this was God's child before they were mine yeah. helps me to kind of gain some perspective and be like, okay, Lord, you know them better than I do. So teach me what to say, yeah. teach me what to do, teach me what they need in this moment. Sometimes it's not getting onto them. Sometimes it's just being present, right? Yeah. And just giving them a, an ear that, that will listen, so. Yeah. And we try so hard to, I'm gonna wrap up right no, here. No, go ahead, right, this is good. <laughs> the Bible yeah. says train a, a child up in the way he or she should go and they will not depart from it. Yeah. Now, if you got multiple children, that formula is not the same for each child, yeah. um, nor, is they're their being older, a year older from when you taught them the lesson or when yeah. you trained them up. So when they get old, that might mean when they're out the house. Then they come back. Man, you were so right, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Hey, guess what? The word is true. When they yeah. got older, they didn't depart from it. They even thanked you for it. But yeah. they got to grow some. So sometimes I'm yeah. like, I told you last week, man, you got to put deodorant on every time. Yeah. Like, how you keep forgetting this? Now, as he gets older, he'll realize, Bro, yeah, some people are going to clown you because you stink. There's a, I, there's a reason why girls ain't coming around me. Life can teach you better than I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think just mine was kind of similar to what both of you guys said of remembering, hey, as my kids are younger, yeah, I'm that voice, you know, kind of authority and, and of instruction and direction. But, Wayne, what you were touching on, um, and Sarah and I have talked about this, is my goal as my kids get older is not that they listen to my voice, but that they listen to the voice of God. That's so good. And there's got to be that transition point as parents. Like, I've seen that, and I've struggled with that at times of, once again, I want to control or help my older kids or tell them, hey, this is what you need to do. But my goal as my kids get out of the house and as they start to move into adulthood is not that they do things like I've done. Or not that it's their faith is walked out exactly like my faith is. I want to release them um, to be able to listen to the voice of God. And so as our kids have gotten kind of in those later teenage years, I try to change that question from like, hey, what should you do? Or what have I told you to? Hey, what is God telling you to do? And my ultimate kind of joy and desire is that they would be able to look at me and say, hey, I've really prayed, mom or dad. And, and hey, I've tried to listen to God. This is where I feel like he's directing me or this is what I feel like he's challenging me to do. And so less and that's difficult as a parent, because sometimes I think I don't think that's what God's saying in your life. But but I do really want to trust and I want to help them cultivate that of can they listen to the voice of God and can they start to distinguish, hey, this is what God is saying and their faith is growing in those moments. So I think that's so important that we find that point as parents 
to bring that transition in their life and say, hey, it's not just listening to my voice. Like, I really want to know that you're seeking after God, that you're trying to listen to his instructions, his directions more than just, hey, mom or dad told me this growing up or this is what they said I should do. But have they gone to the scriptures and started to wrestle with some of those um, ideas of faith? And I think that's so important as parents that we do that. We help them not just trust our voice, but ultimately begin to listen to the voice of God and follow his direction. So, yeah. I think, I think for me, it was, it was grace. You know, I, I came from a very rigid household, right? And it was like, you don't ask why you do this and this and this. You do this and this and this and this. And it's like, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do to, like, be a man, right? And you have kids. And I don't care how old you are. Having kids is just like a whole new life, right? Yeah. I don't care what season of life you're in. And just having grace with my kids. And the Lord was like, look, you have grace with these people. Why don't you have that grace with your children? You know, why is it that you're expecting them to perform here, here, and here, and here? Um, yeah, you're teaching them this and teaching them that, but it's law. And that's, that's not love. That's not how that works. And I will say in their adult lives, the most amazing thing is seeing your kids, seeing Christ's love in your kids, yeah. like seeing them pour into other people, seeing them care about other people. And you're not telling them to do it, right? Yeah. And, and nobody may even see it, but you see it, you know? And that is the most amazing thing. Like, you know, like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You know, they know what's right. They know what's wrong. God is speaking to them. And like you said, <laughs> there's going to be some decisions. They're like, I don't know about that one. I feel like God's telling me this, like, I don't know about that, you know, but um, watching them learn and watching them grow and then just seeing that become manhood is just an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So good. Um, next question, how do you as a dad lead your house spiritually and how are you an example of Jesus in your home? Yeah. Well, I can tackle this one first. I think for me, um, Hopefully there's a lot of ways, but what really stood out to me is just praying over my kids. Um, so that's something I've always felt like um, a passion for. I saw this in my own dad's life, and I remember, yeah, moments growing up of hearing him pray over us. Um, whenever we're together as a family, my dad has passed away, but um, we were even at my niece's wedding, and I grabbed my mom and I said, hey, mom, just pray over our family while we're all together. Um, so that legacy of just prayer over our kids, and if you are a parent, maybe you have young kids, I want to challenge you, start right now. Um, we've been praying over our kids' spouses, and we are seeing the amazing blessing of God in answer to that um, over our kids' lives as we're entering into this season. But you guys, that was 10, 15, 20 years of prayer, of just praying, you know, even while they were young toddlers, of praying over who God was going to bring in their life, of their future, of where God was going to lead them in God's direction in their life. And so that prayer covering, I would say, is so important. I wake up every day, you know, when our kids go to school, I pray specific things. So Josiah's in the Marines. I pray for strength, the mental fortitude, the emotional awareness that he needs to have kind of in the military service. I pray over our kids going to school and the relationships that are in their lives, both the positive and negative ones and how God wants to direct them. So I want to challenge you as a parent, pray specific things, pray over their future, but pray right now specifically, what do they need today? Like what, what does God need to do in their life? What's the direction? What's the help that they need? Um, 
you know, Wayne, you, I think, kind of, kind of said this. We can't always be there with our kids. We're not their conscious. So, Holy Spirit, I need you to walk with them wherever they're going today. And I need your direction and your guidance. And a lot of that comes through the prayers that we're praying over our families. So I would strongly encourage you, do not underestimate that. So I think that's one of the ways that I want to lead my family is that they know, and my kids have said that, you know, they'll wake up some mornings, and I'm a loud prayer, you guys. So, so they'll say that, hey, Dad, I heard you praying this morning, and I want them to know that, hey, before you even wake up, I'm praying for God, what God wants to do today in your lives and where you're going to go and what's going to happen. So, yeah. Me? Okay. Um, I'm going to double down on what Pastor Aaron said. For me, and this is different for everyone, but I never prayed the way that I prayed until I became a father. Because you're, you're praying for your kids when they're sick, and you're praying for your kids when they're like, you know something's wrong, and they may not know how to, how to, how to verbalize that and tell you, and you were just always praying for your kids. And dads, I would challenge you, your kids need to see you praying, yeah. Right? But your kids also need to pray with you, and your wife needs to pray with you, okay? There's, like, different – you're praying all around. You're putting that into them, and they will take that, and they'll continue it, you know? And I would say this, too. None of us have it all down, right? We're learning as we go. doesn't matter how long you've been a dad or a grandpa or whatever. And I would encourage you to talk to other dads. Like, be open. Like, talk about those things because I, I guarantee you – what you are dealing with with your kids, there are other dads that have dealt with the same thing or are dealing with the same thing. And, you know, we're meant to be community. And I, I know I'm bringing community into dadhood, but it's the truth. All these guys up here, I trust them completely and totally. And I feel like I can tell them anything about fatherhood and marriage and all these other things. So just keep that in mind. Don't close up. Don't say, well, you know, my dad did it this way. No, no, it, it's not about how your dad did it. It's about what God has, has told us to do and how to do it. Yeah, and, and, and I think going along with that, too, like one of the things that I've learned is to be able to expose my humanity to them in phases. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I think that sometimes if we don't show them that we struggle or we have weaknesses or we have flaws, I say in phases because obviously I wouldn't expose certain things to my little ones, right? Yeah. But as they're getting older, we're having conversations and I can show them I struggle with this. Yeah, or they can see how I address my imperfections, right? Yeah. I think if we don't show that side to our kids and they grow up with this unhealthy view of what a parent is supposed to be, that it's unrealistic, right? So when you make a mistake, you immediately start going to something is wrong with me. I'm not doing things right. And you go down this rabbit hole, right, of, well, my mom was perfect or my dad was perfect. No, they weren't. They just didn't do a good job of showing you their yeah, imperfections, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think just showing our kids that, hey, Jesus is still working on me. When I became a parent doesn't mean that I became perfect, right? Yeah. It just means that I needed him even more. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think releasing that to them in phases is also very key. Yeah. And so just trying to use everyday situations and issues as teachable moments and yeah. then tying it to a biblical principle, um, being yeah. transparent with them, man, apologizing when I mess up saying I'm sorry, uh, and just loving them where they are, encouraging them, and affirming them as much as I can think about it. Because those things don't have to be earned. They should be given. Um, so that's, that's how I try my best to be like Jesus in the example. Yep. So good. Yep. Last question. One last tip or encouragement you would give to other dads, what would that be? 
your, your kids are going to do stuff, and you're just going to shake your head and be like, come on, man. <laughs> record come it. On. Record it on the phone. Come on. And it'll start somewhere basic with like, I told you, know, this, is, this is how you double tie your, your shoes, right? So they don't, you're not tripping on your shoelaces later on. And that'll grow to more and more and more and more and more. And, and I, I will say this, you know, my sons have put me through so much, and I have put them through so much. And like, they didn't have like this, this great, um, they, they grew, you know, as they grew spiritually, right? And it's brought us closer together. Like the stuff that we've been through, like talking to teachers and assistant principals and all kinds of good stuff. Um, I would say that let your kids mess up, love them, um, teach them in truth and in love, discipline them in love, yeah. and it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, you will see the fruit. And like you said, those prayers, some of those prayers will be a decade, some of them will be two decades, some of them may be longer, but you, God is faithful. You will see the fruit, I promise you. That's so good. I think just the last word of encouragement I would give is have the difficult intentional conversations. Um, you know, Wayne and I, as we've shared parenting tips, I, you know, we've talked about this at different times. Um, I just lean into those with our kids and I'll even walk in and say, hey, we're about to have an awkward conversation. So I just let them know up front. Um, I did that the other day with Gabe. Uh, Gabe's over here. And, um, and I said that and then we had our conversation and at the end he's like, dad, that wasn't as awkward as I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, hey, I'm glad. But just those kind of intentional conversations I want to have with our kids um, about what they're going through and about the difficult things in life. I always try to think of, hey, what are the things that um, they're going to want to, you know, they're going to wish, hey, I wish someone would have told me um, a little bit further down the line. And so I tell them like, hey, I love you. And so this is uncomfortable. This is hard. But I want to be the one to kind of coach you through this or lead you through this so that you're not facing an even more difficult situation, you know, as an adult. So let's talk about this now. So everything from, you know, relationships, we talk about sexual purity, and we talk about finances, we talk about all of these different things, healthy boundaries, and, and sometimes they're hard. And I know it frustrates my kids. Half the time they're like, can you just punish me or ground me and let me get this over with, you know, like let's just stop with the lecture or the conversation but I want them to know kind of the heart behind it. Like, hey, here's why we're walking through this. Here's, here's what's going on. And that's my deepest desire is that they would grow and learn. And I know you guys, I'll just be honest. And I tell my kids this. It would be easier just not to say anything, right? Yeah. Just to ground them and kind of walk away. But that doesn't help them grow. And so I want them to know, like, hey, here's how we grow together. Like, here's what's important. Here's the heart behind this. And so I would encourage you. It takes time. It's difficult, but if you love your kids, have those intentional conversations, like even lean into some of those awkward, difficult moments because your kids really need that and they need your voice of wisdom and what God has placed inside of you. You need to pass that on to the next generation. So that would be my encouragement. Have those intentional, difficult conversations. Yeah. yeah. So my last tip of encouragement um, for the dads here, the ones watching or listening later would be to, man, be the best you that you can be so you can be the best dad or a better dad for your child. Um, and, and so you're like, well, what does that look like? Well, we all go through trauma in our life. Um, so it could be a little T or a big T based on what's happened. 
But, hey, we need to go to counseling. I know that's something that Pastor Aaron and Pastor Sarah really um, taught and preached real hard because it's important. Like, we get our teeth checked. We go in for physicals. Your mind needs to be checked as well. So go to counseling. That way some of the things that you were taught and raised up, maybe your parents didn't know the best to do, so they did all that they could, but some of that missed the mark, right? And so it caused some trauma in your life. Go to counseling so you can talk that over and not repeat those things with your kids. Um, also, you know, get into a recovery group or some type of group where you can uh, work on any addictions or behaviors that are roadblocks on your life to being awesome. Um, and those things come up in all kinds of ways. Uh, so in order to be healthy and be a better dad, you also need to surround yourself with people who are on that same trajectory. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, if I could add one last thing to just kind of include it with what you guys said. Um, just keep a heart of humility before the Lord. Yeah. Like I've noticed so many times that when I'm in my time of prayer with him, the Holy Spirit will speak to me about a way that I talk to my kids or something that needs to be done. And, um, and show yourself a lot of grace, man. Sometimes you're so hard on yourself, right, yeah. because of some of the mistakes that you've made. Um, you're a human being. Like, God is still working on you, right? Yeah. He's still working in us. And so yeah. just continue to go to him. Bring him into the, the conversation of parenting and ask questions like, God, how do I parent her? How do I parent him? Like, yeah. you know them better than I do. So show me what I need to do in this situation. And, you know, he's given us the Holy Spirit to be our guide for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, take a hold of that and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. So yeah. thank you guys so much for sharing today. Well, as we're kind of concluding our time together, I want to take a moment and just pray over us. If you would take a second and bow your head and close your eyes. Um, I realize this as we're talking about um, fathers and dads in our life. I mentioned this earlier. For some of us, we may have had a broken relationship with our dad. Our dad may have not been present in our life. And whether we realize it or not, many times that affects our relationship with God. Um, and the scripture describes God as a good heavenly father who loves us, who supports us, who wants a relationship with us. And there may be someone you're here this morning or maybe you're worshiping online and you're joining us that way. But you would just be honest and say, hey, I don't have a connection with my heavenly father. Like I've never viewed God um, as a dad. I've never viewed him as someone that loves me. But I know that I need a relationship with him. And what more amazing thing on, on Father's Day to reunite or reconnect with our Heavenly Father, with God, and to begin a relationship with Him and to begin to cultivate that in our life. And so I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I'm going to invite everyone to say this out loud, even if you're by yourself. Um, I want you to pray this out loud with us because we don't want anyone praying alone. And this prayer simply acknowledges this, that all of us, we are broken and flawed people. And that we've all made mistakes and that we can't fix ourselves on our own. And we need God to come rescue us and redeem us. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. And so this prayer just acknowledges that. And it just invites God into our lives um, to have a relationship with us and to help us um, as we walk through life together. So we're going to pray this together once again. I want to encourage everyone. Let's say this out loud together as we pray. Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. I admit that I've messed up. I know that I've sinned. 
So I pray for your forgiveness. And I invite you into my life. Be the Savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, church, can you just put your hands together and celebrate for anyone that prayed that prayer? And the Bible says this, that all of heaven is rejoicing, that heaven celebrates when even one person prays that prayer of saying, God, I'm disconnected, but I want to come back into a relationship with you. And so if that's you, I want you to know we are so excited. And, you know, that prayer can seem really simple, but we believe this, that God begins to work on the inside, that it's a process of growth. And even right now, his Holy Spirit is working on the inside of your life. And so we want to celebrate with you and we want to help you as you begin this journey in walking out a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you've been disconnected, but you're coming back to God. And so you can take a moment and we want to encourage you to do this, to go to newcommunity.co slash newlife. So that simple website, newcommunity.co slash new life. And you can let us know, hey, I felt disconnected or I've been away from God or I've never had a relationship with God. But this morning I prayed that prayer and we want to walk with you. We're going to reach out to you and just want to encourage you and cheer you on as you begin your relationship with Jesus. So I want to encourage you, take a moment um, this morning, do that. And this week we want to help you as you start your journey with Jesus and begin to walk with him. All right, I want to say a prayer over all the dads in the house. Um, just a, a blessing over you as you leave and begin your awesome day. Father God, we, we just thank you because you are a good, good father. It's just who you are, and we thank you for that. God, we thank you for just entrusting the children to us that you've blessed us with. God, I pray over these dads that they would... Uh, humbly come before you and just submit themselves to you so that they can train up their child in the way that they should go, God, and that we love them um, with a, just an agape love that you have for us, that we love them where they are. We show grace to them, God, and just remember that as they're growing up, they are just children, Lord, and they don't have all the answers, and the answers that we have, we want to make sure that we give them what you're telling us, God. So I thank you for these dads, God. I thank you for um, the children who have these dads, God. We, we lift up the dads and the children, all the families here, God. And uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can y'all give it up for these awesome men who are part of this today?